Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We're going to continue with our series today. Um, uh, others. Others. What is our memory scripture? Philippians 2.4. Let's put it up. Yeah, for the safety of everyone. <laughs> yeah, for the safety of first-time guests. Yes, we need to read it together. Are you ready to read it together? As loud as you can. Can we read it? One, two, three. Let's go. Let each one of you look out. Not only for... Ah. First wait. Did you hear me say let each one? Please don't put each one. Can we read it again? One, two, three, let's go. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of... Aya, projector off. Aha. One, two, three, as loud as you can. Aha. Yeah, people are celebrating at the other's point. Others! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, 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 our, our, that's our memory scripture throughout this series. And we are trying to get ourselves to focus and to think and to live life like Jesus lived his life. Like God, like, like to catch the heart of God that is for others to seek and save the lost. And I know last week we had a powerful, powerful message about the prodigal father and the two sons. And today we are going to continue and we are going to look at a passage of scripture from Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 verse 1 to 10. Um, It's a famous story that many of us, I believe, have heard. But we are going to read all the verses and then we'll break it down together. Is that kawa? Is that all right? (laughs) All right. Can we read it aloud on top of your voice as much as you can? Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come into this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Brethren, this is the word of the Lord. Mm. Let's go back to verse 1, 2, 3, 4. We'll start there. So, it's, a, it's an interesting passage of scripture. 
And there are lots of things that we are going to learn from this passage of scripture. Um, It's a story about a gentleman called Zacchaeus. And Jesus, so Jesus enters a city, Jericho, and his, I think his goal was to pass through the city. He was continuing somewhere. And so he, there is this gentleman called Zacchaeus. First, give me verse 2. The Bible says that, Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. In Israel, those times, tax collectors, huh? you know, they, they used to have, I think, different categories of sinners. Hmm? Yeah, in Israel. Different categories of sinners, okay? They were the sinners. <laughs> they were the, uh, the prostitutes. And then they were the tax collectors. Yeah. Different levels. Yeah. Ground zero. Then, yeah, they, they keep going up all the way. Like if it was a plane, Zacchaeus, I think, <laughs> must have been in the business. <laughs> yeah. Or the executive lounge if it was there. Because Zacchaeus was not only a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. In other words, he was the chief of the chief of the chiefs of all sinners. Wow. This is Zacchaeus. Yeah. If you want to get the standard of sin, yeah. Zacchaeus. Yeah. Chief tax collector. And on top of that, he was rich. Wow. In other words, there were some tax collectors, I think, who, who might have been broke. Yeah. But for him, he was so good at this thing. Yeah. But the Bible recorded that the man was rich. This is Zacchaeus. And I know, as, we, as I talk about Zacchaeus, I know, by the way, God does not sort of like have a sinometer that measures different degrees of sin. Eh? Yeah. It's not like, before God, it's all sin. But you see, before the eyes of men, okay, when you look at certain people, you're like, man, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, uh, me, eh? I think I sin, but that person, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, even if I was good, this one, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, if there was a most high of sin, I think that is the, the person, the most, the most low, the most high of sin, and I know even as I speak, there are people that come to our mind when we, when we think of sinners, yeah, certain people come to your mind. Because I'm, I'm on live, I'm on TV and what, I can't mention names, but there are certain people, even me in my mind. <laughs> I tell you, which one? First join my MC, then I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, like in your mind, there are people you think are ah, that one. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look, if, if they say we are all sinners, eh, then, then if. If that person is a sinner, me, I am righteous. Yeah, me, I am Jesus' disciple. I think I should have been in the 12. Yeah. Yeah, well, many of us, that's what comes to our mind. The interesting thing about this man, Zacchaeus, is what I see in verse 3 and verse 4. And I'm going to come back to verse 2 shortly. The Bible says that despite this man's, this man's state, sinful state, Okay, the Bible says that he sought 
to see who Jesus was. He sought to see who Jesus was. Give me verse, give me verse 4. And the Bible says that he, the proof that he was so desirous and desperate to see Jesus is that he ran ahead. Like there was a big crowd and he was short. I'll, I'll continue looking this side. <laughs> I, don't, I think I should look this way. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let me look at the camera. <laughs> he was short of words. Eh? <laughs> yeah. He was short. And so there was a huge crowd and he could not see well. So the Bible says that he ran ahead. This is a rich man. Okay? A rich man. A chief tax collector. But he ran ahead, climbed up into the sycamore tree to see Jesus. From this passage of scripture, you see that this man had a hunger for God. Yes, he was living in sin and doing all those interesting things. But on the inside, he had a void that was not filled. He was longing for something that money could not give him. That status in the society could not give him. But titles and accolades could not give him. And a lot of the time, many of us think that the people who are out there in such a state that we term sinners, okay, we think that they don't desire God. Yeah. But I can tell you that every human being has a God vacuum on the inside of them. Every human being has a certain void on the inside of them that only God can fill. That money cannot fill. That, that sex cannot fill. That marriage cannot fill. That likes on Instagram and views on TikTok and YouTube cannot fill. That alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, cannot fill. But only God can fill. They may look like they have it all together, but I look, I can tell you. Yeah. I can tell you. He said, I had a story of a gentleman. <laughs> this is recovery from Wednesday. <laughs> who, who went. People. People. Who. So. Two, two ladies from Worship Harvest Macquarie went on evangelism and when they got, they, they went into a garage and met this gentleman in there and they, they preached the gospel to him. Now, this, this man was like a lost cause in the community and in the family. Yeah. The father is, is a wealthy man who, who, who owned many garages around Macquarie. But I don't know why most garages are around. <laughs> and anyway, who was... <laughs> Was, we have more cars. I like it very much. Yeah. Oh, so the father owned many garages around and, and he left him an inheritance. Property, land, what? But this man used to drink. Huh? Yeah. Every day he would spend, almost every day, he would spend up to a million shillings on alcohol. How he would drink some, but then he says he would drive around town looking for who is drinking so I can eh, fuel their party. Yeah. He would pay 
for people, man, just, just drink, it's all on me. Then after those ones are done, he gets back into the car, drives to another place. Like that. Yeah, he would just show up to the garage, once, maybe once or twice a week, just collect the money they have made, go drink it. Collect the money, go drink it. That was his life. And they had written him off. They tried rehab. They tried what? Like no one could find a solution for this man. He had the money. He had the property. He had everything. But he was empty on the inside. And he was trying to fill that vacuum with alcohol and many other things. And so these ladies go preach to the man. And he gives his life to Christ. And then he comes to church. Okay? He comes to worship Avis Makere. He's been coming for about two or three months now comes to worship Aves Makere. And now his life, eh? my goodness, his life has changed so much. Okay? He no longer has the desire to drink. The people at the garage don't know what to, like, to, like when they see him, he says they, they are still waiting for him to go back. They are like he's pretending or something. It's, it's like, it's too good to be true for them. Yeah. And yesterday he was saying, look, me, you people talk about money, what? Me, money, I have had money, and I have money. My issue has not been money, but I was empty on the inside. People had written me off. My wife left me. I had no relationship with my children. My family had written me off. Everyone had written me off. They were waiting for the day I die. So they take over everything that I have. But now, I love God. I am a godly man. Yeah, I want to serve God. In fact, I am like an angel of light. Those people are going to follow me to wherever I am. That, that is his testimony. That is his story. But you see, on the outside, amongst his friends, he looked like he had it all together. And yet he was empty on the inside. Friends, those people are the others we are talking about. They are in unlikely places. They look like they have it all together. Maybe some of them even come to church with you. Oh yes. Some of them even come to church with you. In unlikely places, but they are empty on the inside. And they are waiting for someone who can reach out to them. They are trying to fill the God void with something that, that cannot equal to God. Jesus told a woman at the well in John chapter 4. Just give me that scripture. John chapter 4 must be verse 13. Let me just confirm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 13 and 14 says, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. In other words, whoever tries. Eh? To, to, to satisfy and quench a thirst on the inside of them using natural means. Yeah, we'll thirst again. There is no, nothing that can fill the God void. But he says, whoever drinks of the water that I, God, shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Yeah. So this is why we are talking about others. They are out there. They are dying. They are perishing. They are empty. Take me back to Luke. They are empty on the inside, but they look, at, they look like they have it all together. 
The Bible says this man ran ahead, climbed up into a tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Give me verse 5. The Bible says, and when Jesus came to the place, ah, <laughs> the Bible says he looked up and saw him. He looked where? Up. Now, understand that Jesus was walking around with a crowd of many people. A crowd of disciples, Pharisees, Sadducees, and other Cs in there. A crowd of, I don't know, sinners, people who needed healing, people who needed all these different things. So he's going through a city. And so there are many, many people walking around him. You know, Jesus, how I know that Jesus thought about others from this portion of scripture is that he looked in one of the most unlikely places, a tree. Can you imagine you're walking around with a crowd of so many people trying to press around you, touch you, get healed and what? But you, your focus is not just on the people that are around you. You're like, you, you're intentionally looking out. You're like, who else is out there that I need to be looking out for? The Bible says he looked where? Up. And saw him. An unlikely place. He looked up and saw him. And the Bible says he said to him, Many of the others you, we, are, we are searching for are, yeah, they're in unlikely places. Yeah. They're in unlikely places. They want someone to look for them, someone to search them out, someone to go to them, someone to notice that they are in a place and they need help. The Bible says he looked up and saw him and said to him, ah, I like this part. Say to him, Zacchaeus, do what? Make haste. Now, make haste in English. <laughs> like, like, hurry up. Like, it's urgent. Make haste and what? And come down. For today, I must stay at your house. So, there are many things I saw in this verse. And uh, uh, let me tell you one of them right now. It says, make haste and do what? And come down. Hurry up. Don't delay in there. Come down because I must go to your house. What this says to me and says to us is that salvation for the lost people is urgent and important. Yeah. It is urgent and important. He said, make haste. Hurry up because I need to go to your house. Yeah. He, he did not... It is so urgent and important that Jesus was willing to stop, okay, and even dine at this man's house. Who was not, I assume he wasn't on his agenda, but he was on his agenda, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he was willing to stop, to get out, to, to stop his program, to, to, to sort of like put a stop to his schedule, to get this man saved because salvation is a matter of life and death eternal destruction if a young man didn't have this mindset when i was 14 years old i would have been in the grave by now yeah. this young man remus mark was willing to stop he realized it is urgent and important that i talk to this boy about salvation about jesus the night i was going to commit suicide oh yeah and so he came after evening prep and he talked to me look 
Apostle Moses says that good news. Ah, Father, remind me of that quote. Yes, it's not good if, it's, if it gets there late. Yeah. Getting it there is good, but getting it there on time as fast as possible is important. Jesus did not, did not postpone this thing. He did not say, uh, no, I, let me first arrive to where I'm going, catch a, catch a breather, take some tea, buy some Rolex or something and eat before I can go back to speak to this gentleman about salvation. No. He stopped when he saw the gentleman. He stopped and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. Worship harvest, God is saying to us that this thing of searching out the others is urgent and it is important. It is worth stopping, adjusting your schedules. Yeah. Doing things different in your life to try and reach out to the one. Otherwise, they are out there perishing. Yeah. Otherwise, there is a blessed out there who is just waiting for someone to reach out to them right on time. If Remus Mark had never reached me at the time he did, yeah, probably would be dead. Not probably. Maybe I would have survived the, the mission. But <laughs> yeah, but I had calculated my things very well. They probably would not have survived. Yeah. So there are people like me out there who are just on the verge of death. And it's not just temporal death. It is eternal eternal death the bible and jesus says make haste worship harvest this thing is urgent and important those names that we've asked you to write down the people we've asked you to pray for and connect with please it is urgent and important don't take it lightly change schedules if you need to load the airtime and make the call if you need to if God prompts you to speak to someone, do it. If God prompts you to connect with someone, do it. Don't push it away. Don't push it away. Because God wants those people home and he wants them home fast. While the devil wants to destroy them and he wants to destroy them fast. So Jesus tells Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must stay at your house. The other thing I saw in this portion of scripture is that Jesus not only identified the lost person, but he connected with the lost person. Hey, now the room is becoming <laughs> very quiet. You understanding? He says. You see, he did not just say, you man, you man up there in the tree, <laughs> come down. No, he called him by name. By name, Zacchaeus, I think he got this name by a word of knowledge. Zacchaeus, say something. There's something about someone knowing your name. Have you been in places and someone calls your name? Like a foreign place and someone calls your name. You're like, who is this? How come they know me? What, what do they want? All of a sudden, a person, you, you have someone's attention because you called them by name. 
It's part of connection. For some of you, the people, you need, the, the people you're reaching out to the others, you need to go find out their names. Yeah. Some of you, that's your instruction. Whether by research or by revelation, it doesn't matter. You find out the name. It says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. And he says, for today, I must stay at your house. That is another place of connection. Going into Zacchaeus' house. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, reaching out to them. Someone said that. I had this from Apostle. I don't know who said it, but yeah, yeah I had the Apostle say it. But we have turned lost people hmm, into missionaries. We want them to come to us instead of us going to them. And yet we are the missionaries. So Jesus went and connected with Zacchaeus. He went into Zacchaeus' house. He went and visited Zacchaeus. What does verse 6 say? So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Verse 7. Ah, no, no. When you go ahead, I'll show you something in verse 7 before we, we, we get to, to the end. Uh-huh. It's okay. Just, just take me back to the other verse that we're on. Verse 5. When Jesus goes into Zacchaeus' house, he goes in there, sits down, I assume he has a meal with Zacchaeus. He has not said anything, any word yet to Zacchaeus. Yeah. He has not told him that for God so loved the world. Yeah. Yeah. Repent or perish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That man is saying, yeah. Ziva Sanze. <laughs> What's that in English? Woe! Woe way unto you. Woe unto you! He has not opened any portion of scripture. He has just said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. And Zacchaeus welcomes him and they walk with Zacchaeus and they enter the house and sit down and start eating. There is, there is a power in eating food with people. Ah, me, I know about it. I don't know about you. I know some of you have the spiritual gift of fasting. Yeah, I'm talking about Pastor Glory. (laughs) Yeah, but there is a power in eating food, in sitting down at a table with people and just eating. It's it's one of the things Apostle asked us to do in the five things he asked us to do for the people. Pray, Pray for others serve others, connect with them. Now I'm showing you from the scripture how you can connect with others. Eat a meal. Take them out somewhere for the things that start with K. KFC, Chikomando, Chikalai, (laughs) Katogo, Chiswaziniga. Chenda. Those of you that are watching us online, those are interesting meals that we enjoy over here in Kampala. Yeah. Did I hear someone say commitment? Commitment. <laughs> it must be TJ. Oh. <laughs> and he's in an MC. Yeah. Something important. Like it, there is a way people open up. And are ready to receive your message when they are when there is food. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You see the true characters of people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. 
Now just give them food, you will see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you will hear all sorts of KB from all sorts of places. Yeah. It even works in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Because for, for, for who was it? For Isaac to bless the son, Jacob, what was needed? Oh, yeah. The Last Supper, the Last Supper, covenant, food. Food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People, this is a very spiritual thing. Food is spiritual. Yeah, it is an evangelism strategy. Yeah. So Jesus connects with this lost person, Zacchaeus, calls him by name, goes into his house, his territory. He does not demand that Zacchaeus first comes to garage. Some of us, our others, we want them to first come here. You're like, are you? Come. Yeah. The, your, your, your only strategy is how do I get them to the service? It can work as well. I'm not saying it can't work. But my, my, be open to this alternative. Instead of dragging them here, first go to them. Yeah. Find them wherever they are. Eat food, jazz, what? They are going to open up their hearts to the gospel because of that thing that you're doing. Amen. Connect with the others. Give me verse 6, verse 7. Ah, yeah, the Bible says, but when they saw it, ah, when they did what? When they saw it, this is everyone else who was around him. They all complained. They all complained. If they were disciples there, it seems the Bible, I, I don't know, but it seems to me that even the disciples <laughs> complain because the Bible did not specify that there are particular people that complained. He said they all complained. Says he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Yeah. How how can this person who calls himself the son of God yeah be hanging out with the chief, the rich chief tax collector. How? When you're reaching out to other, look, this is not a popular thing with the world. It is not something that is universally acceptable by many people yet. But you should be hanging out and trying to seek and save the lost others out there. People will complain. Why are you spending your money doing that? Why are you spending your time? A person as educated as you, how do we find you on the street talking to people about Jesus? Don't you have better things to do with your life? Don't you have companies to run? Don't you have businesses to run? How dare you talk to people about Jesus? But that did not stop Jesus. Oh. And it should never stop you. Don't like, let the complainings, murmurings, opinions of other people stop you from reaching and seeking out the lost people out there. Oh yeah. Because, because what heaven celebrates and what earth celebrates are, are two different things. Yeah. You see, I used to feel a certain thing in my heart whenever I met people preaching on the street. I'd be like... These people are shouting in the cars. Meanwhile, I'm born again. They are giving us a bad name as believers. What? Over oh, there, dressed how? Ah. 
Hello. <laughs> yeah. These people are doing the work of God. Look, just because they do it different from you doesn't mean it's not the work of God. Yeah. So I started praying for them. When I meet them, I pray for them. In my heart, I go pray. Some of them, I encourage them. I, I, I sow seed into them. Yeah. Because they are doing something. Please, don't be found. Because even the disciples were complaining. The religious people were complaining. They're like, why is he going to be a guest with a man who is a sinner? He should be hanging out with us, the righteous ones. Ah, he should spend his time with us. Yeah, he's going to get contaminated. <laughs> yeah. You take it three times. <laughs> yeah. People, don't let... It's one of the reasons many people don't want to become pastors. Hmm? It's too late for some of us and for many of you, in fact all of you, because we are going to plant 3,000 churches and I see the pastors everywhere. <laughs> Who didn't say A everywhere? <laughs> Even me, I used not to say those things, <laughs> but yeah. All the reasons people don't want to become pastors is because that's one of them. Yeah. This one of the reasons I didn't want to become a pastor. It's because in the community, being a pastor, eh, eh, look like, one, you have failed at everything else in life. And so, the last resort, yeah, you go and pastor. Yeah. You go and try. And they say what is <laughs> impossible with man. <laughs> it's possible. So go and, go and try God. Yeah. Failures. Because pastors were looked at as crooks. Failures, crooks, thieves. What? What is the perception? Even me, I had the perception. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. That's one of the reasons many of us were. Look, don't let. The Bible says that let God be true. And every man be a liar. Give me that scripture. Mm, past scripture. It is in Romans. Yeah. Say, so certainly not. Indeed, let God be true. And every man are what? Liar. All those things we think in our heads, are those the thoughts of God? Are they the ones written in the word? So allow God to be true to you. But it is a noble thing, that it is an honorable thing, that it's a good thing. To go about cities, villages, social media platforms, and everywhere you can reach in businesses, to employees, to clients, to employers, in families, preaching the gospel and connecting with the others, the lost out there. Yes, it is a good thing and it is a noble thing. Yeah. Let me back to the verse in Luke. They all complained. What a shock. Yeah. They all complained. They were more concerned about themselves, maintaining themselves as the found, instead of seeking the lost. Yeah. 
We have to maintain our MC. Yeah, we started our MC together. Yeah. See these things of preaching the gospel to other people. Other people might come and our MC, we are forced to bath and start another MC. Yeah, so let us first keep it to ourselves. It, it feels warm in here. We like our jokes. They won't understand us. They won't. Eh? I won't say this one. <laughs> All I can say is join an MC. <laughs> they complained. Children of God, don't be preoccupied with maintaining the found instead of seeking the lost. Seek the lost at every cost because that is the heart of God. Amen. Next portion of the scripture. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look at the result. <laughs> Zacchaeus stood. like Jesus, Jesus only said, I'm coming to your house. Sat down in his house, ate food. What? And look at Zacchaeus' reaction. The Bible says he stood and said to the Lord, look Lord, I gave half of my goods to the poor. In other words, this man, in his heart, he already knew what the right thing to do is. Yeah. He just didn't know how to do it. Or he didn't have it in himself to do it. But because of Jesus, because of the goodness of God, we see repentance here. He says, look Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything, I think of course you have, from anyone, by false accusation, like maybe he had taken a lot of things that he was no longer sure. <laughs> Other people are. Said, if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. This is how wealthy this man was. He was willing to make such bold statements. Yeah. I restore what? Fourfold. From his own resources. Repentance. First give me nine. Before I, I okay, okay, just give me a keep it at eight. So he says, in here we see the reaction of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't have a sermon per se preached to him, apart from the words that Jesus said, I'll "Come, come down, make haste, for today I must dine at your house." Yeah, and then this man, out of the goodness of God, is like, "What God?" You, you, the rabbi, have been hearing about who heals people, who says you're the son of God, who is righteous, who is holy. How would you choose to come dwell in my house, to come sit and have a meal with me, a sinner? He was so overwhelmed by the goodness of God that he repented by himself. Yeah. And this is before Jesus says, today salvation has come into your home. Before Jesus says all those things, Zacchaeus starts repenting by himself. In here, it shows us that it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's this goodness that leads men to repentance. Even as you're thinking about reaching other people, I want you to go with that perspective that it is the, good, the Lord's goodness. Romans chapter 2 verse 4, it says, Oh, do you despise the riches? Ah, in this one, let us read it together. One, two, three, let's go. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Not knowing... The goodness of God. Prepare me Second Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. 
Actually, put it up and we read it. Can we read this scripture together? The Bible says that now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us, you and I, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And says, now then, we are, you're not reading some of you, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors of reconciliation, not wrath. It is the Lord's goodness that leads men to repentance. Even as we are reaching out to the other people, be cognizant of this truth. But it is the goodness of God. You're presenting the goodness of God. It's not your goodness. It is not what you've done or not done. It's what Jesus has done for these people. It's how good Jesus has been to these people. The Bible says that, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Matthew 5, 16. In conclusion, as we conclude, mm. from this scripture, we see many things. But as Apostle has told us again, that Jesus is not just an example for us, for us to just see and observe and say, Good for you, Jesus. Jesus is an example of us, He's an example of the life that you and I are supposed to live. The priorities that he has as a, are the priorities that we need to have. The heart that he has is the heart that you and I should have. And his heart and his focus is for the lost people. Yeah. That's why he says in conclusion of that scripture in Luke chapter 19, he says that today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. And he says in verse 10, but... For the Son of Man, this is Jesus, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Yeah. That is what Jesus has come to do. And friends, that is what we have been invited to do. That is what you and I are invited to do. And like Jesus in this story, it is urgent. It is important. It is a noble thing to do for you to seek the lost out there and present to them the saving knowledge of Jesus. Those others that you've written in your phone, God is inviting you to set your life, to plan your journeys, to set, to set everything that you do, your business, your family, your church, your MC, as a place where your focus is to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm going to invite us to stand up, even as I invite his two incredible ladies of God Pastor B3 and Pastor Angela to just help us conclude the sermon this morning. They are coming. <laughs> Even as they come, you can just open your mouth and just start praying in the spirit right now. Come on, just lift up your voice and just start talking to God. Me 
just lift up your voice right now. God has spoken so clearly this morning to everyone present here today. And as we're praying, why don't you go ahead and start to ask God for the grace to have the heart of Jesus. To have the same heart, to see the way Jesus sees. That you will be able to recognize those around you who need Jesus. Some of them are hiding in plain sight. Some of them have become rejects. That God will give you the grace, the compassion, the heart, the urge, the wisdom to draw them to Jesus through your love, through his word in your mouth, through your testimony. Don't be silent in this moment. Don't be a spectator here in the room online in our different locations. Just lean in, lean in, lean in right now and start to ask, receive grace. Some of you, God has already showed you what adjustments must be made immediately. He's showing you people to reach out to this afternoon, this morning, after garage. There are homes you must visit. There are calls you must make. There are people at work that you're going to start reaching out to even tomorrow. There are messages to send. If you're afraid or there are voices in your mind, just go ahead and if your mind is empty, as, as Papa Blesso told, maybe you're feeling like I can't even identify anyone. Ask God, show me, Lord, open my eyes. Because they are everywhere, the children of God. Open your mouth and speak to him. Ask for grace, for wisdom, for love, for the heart of Jesus, for the sense of urgency. If you lack it in your heart, if you don't feel anything about this message of evangelism, ask God, Lord, transfer, have a heart transplant. Lord, in my heart, give me compassion for the lost. I believe right now there is a transfer happening. It was happening as the preaching was going on. An urgency was being transferred. A grace for evangelism was being transferred. An ability to see with the eyes of Jesus was being transferred and even right now we receive it Lord in the name of Jesus we receive it Lord that we are all going to bring someone home before this year ends we will bring someone home this week today tomorrow this very month this next month we will be the people who bring God's children home thank you Lord and I know that as Papa Blesso told there are people here in this room across our locations online you heard the father say to you it is time let me tell you today is the day of salvation it is urgent you are not too good too young too bad too dirty you don't have whatever is going on in your mind separating you from god is not from the father the father is calling you home if you're here today and you've never met jesus lord of your life today is the day of salvation I am urging you. All I want you to do for me today is put your hand up. Say, I am the one. I want to receive Jesus. I don't want to delay this decision anymore. Just put your hand up. If that is you, don't be afraid. Don't worry about your neighbor. Like Zacchaeus, I don't care if you're rich, you're poor, you're young, you're old. Put your hand up. Neighbors, look around. If your neighbor's hand is up, walk with them to the front. Bring them quickly. Look around right now. Just walk with them quickly. Today is the day of salvation. I've seen hands going up across the room. Today is the day of salvation. Oh yes. God wants the beautiful ones. God wants the brilliant ones. God wants the... Oh, those are the ones God wants. The intelligent ones. The ones who are educated, not educated, rich, poor, young, old. 
Come on, come on, church. There is a celebration in heaven right now. Jesus rejoices when one of his children comes home. I want us to welcome them as they come. Keep your hands being clapped. It's the least you can do. Oh, yes, if you're still there. I know that there are fears going on right now, deceptions. Your mind is telling you, ah, not today. They are going to see you. Oh yeah, Zacchaeus, they saw him, but he did not care. He was famous. They knew him as the rich man. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus says that if you're ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my heavenly father. But if you are not ashamed of me before men, I will not be ashamed of you before my heavenly father. A time is coming. It is appointed for every man to die. And after that face judgment. When you receive Jesus, that judgment is placed on him and not on you. And today I want to give you still an opportunity. If you're still there and you're afraid, don't be afraid. You're among family. Don't be afraid of receiving life. Don't be afraid and stay in bondage. I implore you one more time. All you can do is put up your hand if you're scared. Your neighbor will walk with you. But don't go back home today with the burden of sin. Don't go back home today with fear and condemnation. Don't go back home today bound to sin and judgment. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of redemption. Today is the day. Don't waste another day of your life in sin, separated from your heavenly father. I beseech you by the mercies of God. Just like Jesus said, today I must be in your house. Today Jesus wants to come into your life. Are you still there? Just come. Come. We will wait for you another minute. I'm going to give you another moment. I want you to turn to your neighbor and help me do the work of an evangelist. Ask them, are you born again? Are you born again? If they say no, ask them, would you like to get born again today? Maybe they were just afraid. Fear is a real... Some of you are refusing to talk to your neighbor. Really? Just ask your neighbor, are you born again? Do you want to get born again? Is that too difficult? And that is their separation between life and death. And if they say yes, you're walking with them to the front. Walk with them. I see people walking with their neighbors. Church, would you put your hands together in heaven right now? There is jubilation. Chains are falling off. Destinies are being renewed. Oh, yes. It is urgent. It is urgent. It is important that God's children are reunited with him. The, the harvest, the Lord of the harvest rejoices over the harvest. Thank you for being a laborer, my brothers and sisters. Church, would you go ahead and keep celebrating? Beyond the clapping, can I hear shouts of victory? Yes. Oh yes, chains are breaking. Yes. Poverty is falling. Yes. Witchcraft is falling. Oh, Every yes. demon in hell is being right now. There is salvation. There is liberty. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. Keep celebrating as they come. I see young people coming. Yes, they are coming to Jesus. Destinies are being redeemed today. Oh, the devil has lost and heaven has gained. Come on, church, keep celebrating. They are still coming. They are still coming. They are still coming. They are still coming. Yes, 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 yes. Lift up your voices. Pray in the spirit as we bless the Lord for this harvest. 
of souls of sons and daughters. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Joy. Wow. Do you want to rejoice one more time? What a beautiful day for the kingdom of God. And now, my brothers and sisters, I just want you to, if you can, put your hand on that chest of yours. And I want you from the bottom of your heart to repeat these simple words after me because the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, just like that, you are made new, clean as a baby, perfect before Jesus for the rest of your days. Not because of anything you do, but because of what Jesus has done. So I want you to say these words from the bottom of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you. As my Lord and Savior, I receive forgiveness for all my sins. I receive acceptance into your family. Today I am a child of God. Today I am born again. I will never be the same again. Write my name in the book of life. And give me a new beginning. I will never be the same again. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Would you please follow. That that gentleman over there. That pastor over there. Just walk. Come on. Follow him. He's just going to take down your details. And we are going to be praying for you. And we are going to love on you as the church continues to celebrate. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yes. Romans 8. From verse 1 it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law in sin and from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law must might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit someone here god has saved you stop focusing on who you are i got the sense that when papa blesso was teaching about zacchaeus condemnation fell upon you because you're like eh, I'm such a bad person I'm talking to someone who's already born again Romans 5 I think verse I'm 
trying to find it. What's the verse that has much more than, much more? I think it's in Romans 5. 5, 7. 5, 17. 17. Yes. For if by one man's offense death reigned to the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That because you got born again, you're reigning in life. Okay? Stop believing that you're Zacchaeus. Everyone has a past. But that's why we have Jesus. That's why we have Jesus. Because he comes and old things pass away and all things become new so I got the sense for many of you that Jesus is in your home but you're failing to have a meal with him because you're like okay I got born again but maybe I'm not worthy enough and so there are things that you're afraid of asking God for in fact there's someone in this room you're unwell but you're afraid to ask for healing because there is condemnation and God is saying there is therefore now no condemnation you walk according to the spirit of life you're no longer under the spirit of the law you're no longer under the curse of the law you're no longer under the curse of the law so there is no condemnation for you and whoever you are right now I speak healing to you may your heart be open to the healing of God may your heart be open to the prosperity of God someone here you've been feeling like you're not good enough to get the woman that you want receive her in the name of Jesus I refuse condemnation I chase condemnation out of this room I declare that you are whole I declare that you are the righteousness of God I shut the enemy's words and the stuff he's saying to you saying you're not good enough saying you're very bad reminding you of the things that you did and for someone here you did very bad things very bad but Jesus is not seeing them anymore receive your salvation receive it you've been set free you've been set free you've been set free in Jesus name God is healing people today God is healing people today God is healing people there are people who came today you forced yourself to come to church but you are in pain there's also people who've been having body pain. I command healing to your body right now in Jesus name. Your head stops hurting. Someone has had a headache for the whole week. Your head stops hurting now in Jesus name. Your back stops hurting. You have a pain somewhere here on the right side, lower back. I speak healing to it right now in the name of Jesus. Someone has been coughing for like three weeks now. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in Jesus name. Receive your healing. Someone has been, your eyes have been itching and you scratch them daily, you scratch them daily, receive healing in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, whether I've said it or not, God wants you well. So Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever sickness is in this room, anyone who's online, thank you for your healing blood. Thank you for your healing power. We command healing to everyone and we command sickness out because we are a disease-free zone and your word says that you have taken sickness away from the midst of us in Jesus' name. Can we glorify God and give him thanks. Come on. We glorify God like she has said. Give him praise this morning. Amen. Even as we conclude, um, two important things. One, next week is Family Sunday. Family Sunday. This is when you get to invite all your family members to show up for service. So please 
plan for it, invite the people throughout the week, visit those you need to visit to send them a special invite, your parents, your siblings, your, your cousins, your nieces, your nephews, please bring all your family people for service next week. Amen. And even as we conclude, we are going to pray, but I would like to especially pray and bless um, a group of students from Dream Africa who are going to sit their exams, their primary living examinations, I believe. Yeah, so I would like us to just um, stretch our hands towards them wherever they are. Many of them are over there. And we are going to just pray a blessing and wisdom over them. Father, we thank you for the students uh, that are going to do the exams. Oh God, Father, we pray a blessing. We pray wisdom over them. We declare excellence. We declare understanding. We declare peace in their hearts. We declare, Lord, that you will cause them to excel in their exams. You bring to remembrance everything that they have been taught, Holy Spirit, and that they will have... um, the right way to answer the papers such that they can excel in jesus name we pray amen can we appreciate god for them amen amen you're blessed have a beautiful week this week um you're going to thrive in everything that you're going to do this week i declare that whatever your hands touch is going to prosper and and grow in the name of jesus i speak increase and multiplication to your businesses i speak peace to your homes to your marriages someone here you need a relationship mended in your family i declare that it is going to happen in the mighty name of jesus amen can we give god a hand of praise for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.